Yo, what's up? It's the Reach Brothers. Hey, you listen to Cigar City Radio. Cigar City Radio is sponsored by No Clubs and StateMedia.com. Find out about upcoming concerts in Tampa Bay by visiting StateMedia.com and tagging No Clubs on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Use the hashtag WeAreConcerts. Here's what No Clubs has coming up this summer. Thursday, June 20th, Bowling for Soup and Real Big Fish with Nerf Herder at Janice Live. Love that. That's a great lineup. Tuesday, July 30th, August Burns Red brings their 10 Years of Constellations tour to the Ritz Ebor with Silverstein and Silent Planet. Tuesday, August 6th at the Orpheum, Baroness is bringing the Golden Gray tour to Ebor. Thursday, August 15th at Janice Live, Umphreys McGee and Magic City Hippies are going to be in town. Saturday, August 17th at the Ritz Ebor, you can catch Pedro the Lion and Me Without You. Sunday, August 18th at Vinoy Park, we have Revolution, the Good Vibes Summer Tour with Protege, Collie Buds, and DJ Mackle. I'm sure there's going to be a little bit of a little bit of smoke in the air. For more info on all these shows and to see the rest of the lineup coming to town throughout the year, head to statemedia.com and use the hashtag WeAreConcerts. Welcome to Cigar City Radio. The song you just heard was Smoke Jumper by A Deer Horse. It's off the EP Everything Rots That Is Rotten. I'm your host, Randy Ojeda, and making the magic happen, a man who is a true daddy, if I'll say so myself, Mr. Jason Solanez. I've only ever been called daddy by one person, and I only ever saw that person one time, and I'm never going to see them again. That sounds like the worst Father's Day story ever. Yeah. Yeah. You just went out for a pack of smokes and never came back. No, no. <laughs> just, I don't even want to know the story. I don't even want to know. Let's move on. Yeah. Our guests on this episode are Manny and Megan from Daddy Cool Records, which is a record store in St. Petersburg, Florida. They've been a longtime part of the St. Petersburg scene. It's a great place to obviously go and get records, but you can buy concert tickets and merch and all sorts of cool stuff at Daddy Cool. They recently moved to their new location in the Warehouse Arts District in St. Pete. They're at 2430 Terminal Drive South, St. Petersburg, Florida. 
33712. You should definitely go and check them out. They have an amazing selection of records and they're a really cool staff there. They're going to be doing more events in their new location since there's more room there now. They have an actual parking lot now, so you don't have to park in the street. And they're still committed to stocking some of the best records around and just overall being a great record store. If you're a local band, we talk a little bit in this episode about how you can get your music in Daddy Cool Records and how they can sell it for you. And they're just really, really awesome. I'm really glad we had this this podcast. And for the record, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. Yeah, for the yeah, record. Yeah. I was going to say for the record, Manny actually reached out to me about doing this interview, but he wanted us to do an interview with somebody else at the record store, which is something we'll eventually do. But I really wanted to just talk to Manny and talk about Daddy Cool and hear the history of the record store because that really interests me. So um, this is kind of our introduction to them. And hopefully we'll be doing some more cool stuff with Daddy Cool Records. And that's Daddy Cool with a K, of course. Daddy. Yeah. Hopefully we'll be doing a lot more cool stuff with them in the future. But for now, here it is. Daddy Cool Records. I was in Chicago during Record Store Day, so I missed the uh, Record Store Day uh, grand opening festivities. But this place is amazing. So thank you. I mean, first tell us uh, tell us a little bit about the new space, about how how this kind of came together. Well, uh, we're located in the Warehouse Arts District, and the people that own the building that we're in, the Behar Architectural Firm, uh, actually reached out to us once they heard that we were going to need a new space. So yeah, um, so we lucked out. Um, 4,000 square foot warehouse, uh, beautiful, beautiful building, solid, right on the Pinellas Trail, and it was kind of hard to say no. Yeah, super high ceilings too, which always adds. Yeah, to it. about 18, 20 feet. Hey, there you go. <laughs> so we can, we can, if we stack all of us, all of ourselves on top. We of might each other, touch the top. We might touch the top. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, a big difference from the, uh, the last location over in Central you know, on Central Avenue. Uh, very big, uh, not only size-wise, but um, just a whole new atmosphere as well. Uh, we're, you know, what we're doing down here now is what we did on Central Avenue almost 20 years ago when we opened up, which is uh, pioneering. You know, obviously Central Avenue was something at one point in time, mm-hmm. and then it became not much. And yeah. that's when we moved in. Right. And then it became something else. And that's when we moved out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to look at it. Because, yeah, tell me a little bit about the history of Daddy Cool and how things started. Because I know you were on the other side of the street for a while, I remember. Yeah. We, uh, when we first opened up, we were basically right next to the State Theater. Yeah. Across the street from where we ended up. And uh, But the store actually opened up in Bradenton in 1985. I didn't uh, know that. Yeah. Tony opened up the store in 85 in Bradenton. Then he moved it to Sarasota. And I had been working with Tony and Dave at the State Theater for a good number of years, and they knew I wanted to open up my own store. So um, when the time was right, they said, hey, let's do this. And I said, okay. And so we opened up the St. Petersburg store on Central Avenue. And um, about a year or two later, Tony ended up closing the Sarasota store. 
Uh, this was a time when a lot of stores were closing. And, and at that time, you know, Tony was living in Sarasota and, and he was commuting back and forth. So when we would have a show at the State Theater, he was getting home at five or six o'clock in the morning. And he was like, that's time to end this. So he closed the Sarasota store and we just went full throttle in the St. Pete store. And we this is now our um, fifth location in St. Petersburg. Wow, so you've really been moving all around St. Pete then. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we're like nomads. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this will be more of a permanent Let's spot. hope, yeah. Right. Now when you say Tony, you mean Tony from No Clubs, right? Tony from No Clubs. Okay, da- yeah, cool. Gaetano Refugiato yeah. and Dave Hundley. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Tony who... Uh, you know, No Club sponsors our podcast, so, you know, we definitely love them. You yeah. know. They, they do a lot of great work in this town. Definitely. So the so the store kind of started in the Central Avenue location, and then, you know, what was the... Has it always been Daddy Cool, or did you rebrand at some point, or...? No, we basically always been Daddy Cool. It's okay. been Daddy Cool Records and Tapes. It's been DaddyCool.com. It's been... <laughs> but, you know, it's always Daddy Cool. Yeah, and one of the things I love about Daddy Cool is it's like the spot where you go and, you know, you get tickets for local shows and it's like a part of the community. You know, it's not just kind of like a faceless record store. It's not an appendage. Yeah, exactly. Like you, It's like you're really supporting local music. I was just checking out the local music section over there. A lot of records from bands that have been on this podcast. You know, shout out to D. Alps and Jordan Esker and a bunch of cool bands that... Yeah, absolutely. We have a great music scene in this town and, you know, we want to support it. We want to see these bands grow. Yeah. So everybody was, I I remember being a little worried when I first heard that Daddy Cool was, or that the the location was going to change, you know, and kind of, you know, things were kind of up in the air with the, the Central Avenue block and I guess things are still, you know, really changing there. So, you know, what happened there? Like, were you guys getting, you know, a lot of pressure from the city or like what, what was the deal? Rent. What's that? Rent. That's it? Rent. <laughs> they were just upping it? They, uh, it tripled on us. Holy wow. shit. So uh, it was time to what? go. That's insane. <laughs> well, well, you know, really what happened was our building, you know, it had been in the family for a long time. People that owned it, eventually they ended up selling it. They sold it for so much money that the people that moved in, you know, the people that bought it have to charge crazy rents to make their, you know, return on investment. Yeah. So we were a victim. Yeah. A lot of a lot of businesses on that block were victims, it seems like. Every single one is going to be a victim. Yeah, it's, not, it's like a totally new area there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you own property, you are subject to the whims of the marketplace. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, that's your that's the real estate lesson, kids, if you're listening. Buy yeah, property. buy your property. <laughs> yeah, buy your property if you can't. <laughs> So what was the task of, you know, what, what was it like to move that store from there to here? You're gesturing towards Megan. Megan, I'm assuming you were heavily involved in this move. Yeah, it was really hard. It was like very long weeks. I think I worked like 80 hours one week and Manny was like, you're probably double that. Somehow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And not to mention that we closed um, the central store probably three weeks before record store day and that was our grand reopening so yeah. we spent Jesus. all that time just like redoing our inventory like bringing things over and it was like such a process to move in here too because it was like a really quick time span that we like signed the lease and we're like all right we're gonna move in two months and they had to like renovate this place basically so wow it was a lot 
So what, what was the? I'm a nerd about like inventory management and that kind of thing. So like, <laughs> what was what was that process like? Mm, took about a week, and okay. like, yeah, all of our employees. It's crazy and still not perfect. But, you know, the last time we did it was probably like five years ago. So it felt like a good time to move in a new space and have everything right. More yeah. Or less. <laughs> Inven- like inventory days are never perfect. No. 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 And, yeah. did, did you at least have a scanning gun that you could? We had like four different with. setups with computers and four different POS systems. Mm-hmm. About. Wow. Still took a <laughs> still took a good five days. Yeah, I thought we were going to knock it out in one or two days, and it really took like one or two weeks. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah, it was it was it was it was very labor intensive. You know, we um, you know we took our current inventory at the time when we closed, brought everything down to zero level and then scanned everything back in one piece at a time. And I really thought that we were gonna knock it out in a couple days and you know, a couple days went by and we were all there working on four different stations for 10 hours a day. And it was like, we weren't even close. Mm -hmm. As we were like checking things in again, they were like moving our like bins out of the store too. So it was like, wait, don't take those yet. We haven't done them. Or like, you know, bringing things that were already like back in the inventory over or like, I don't know. It was crazy. Wow. So it's like opening a whole new store, basically, at that point. I mean, that's what it, that's what it was. Yeah. With so much stuff. Wow. <laughs> and then you're doing this all at the same time as Record Store Day is coming, which I'm yes. assuming Record Store Day is its own set of challenges and uh, yeah. inventory and yeah, getting all that together. Yeah, hundreds of titles and going to the old address or the new one. It was like really crazy. Yeah, were you getting shipments to the old store and then having to bring them over here? Yeah, luckily our like delivery drivers all knew, you know, we we're all like pretty close with them with all the packages we get every day and then they all knew like, oh, Daddy Cool is not there anymore. We got to bring it over here. So they like, went out of their way to like drop stuff off for us and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. big shout out to those guys. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's a that's a lot of work. Yeah. You know, and records are heavy. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, for like our UPS guy, if he saw it came on his truck, he would we would move it over to the other guy's truck. And if our FedEx guy saw it, he he delivers it downtown, but he picks up in the warehouse arts district at the end of the day. So at the end of the day, he would bring our packages. To, you know, So we got really lucky in that respect because there were, despite getting the word out that we were moving, we still were receiving packages to the old address. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's one of the things people don't realize about record stores. It's like everybody wants to open their own record store and think that they're like John Cusack in High Fidelity, but it's like it's a lot of management of, of the product, you know? Yeah, there's, it's, it's, it is fun, but it, it is a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, people don't really realize the number of hours that uh, it takes to make it click. So after all this work, all these this weeks and weeks of prep and everything, then you, you had the grand reopening at Record Store Day. And I remember seeing the videos and pictures on Instagram, and it was like all these aisles here were just filled with people. Like I've never seen so many people in one record store. So what was that like to see, like, okay, now things have happened? It was, yeah, it was pretty crazy. There was like a, a line all day of people trying to get in the store. But we also had like the Indie Flea out in the parking lot. Oh, so cool. there was like things to do out there too if there was no room in here. Um, but it was really fun. It was definitely different than like a normal record store day. It was like a lot more like drawn out whole day festivity as opposed to like, oh, we open at 8 a.m. and like everyone rushes in to like grab their stuff and it kind of like calms down a little bit. But. 
Yeah, for us, it was we really had the had the action going until we until we locked the doors wow. uh, for the night. You know, we had our early morning rush. We had the Indy Flea Market, so we actually have a parking lot where we can do things like that. Um, we had food trucks. So, and then um, and then at night we had live music and we had Cast Street Deli out here as well. So we 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 went all day hard. That sounds like a party, man. That, that sounds great. Yeah. And yeah, what's it like to have a parking lot now? You know, instead of just people fighting for this few spaces on Central Avenue. It's it's a blessing. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure. I'm people sure. are a lot nicer. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. I couldn't find a parking spot. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, what are, you gonna, what are you going to do? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Or, you know, people would come in yelling at us because our car got towed. And it's like, it's not our parking lot that your car got towed from because we don't even have a parking lot. Yeah. You know? So uh, it's great. Now we have a parking lot. People so now can you in. can tow people. If you now want. we can tow people. <laughs> <laughs> and there's plenty of, uh, they're all, all the tow truck places are located in the warehouse arts district too. So Very cool. <laughs> but no, nobody's getting towed. So please come. Yeah, please come. You won't get towed. Probably not. No, no, not going to happen. So tell us about this 3D art mural that we're like kind of sitting inside this mural right now. We are sitting inside this piece uh, that was produced by Ricky Watts. And uh, as you can see from the backside of this 3D mural, it it could not have been possible without the help of uh, Casey Paquette and John Stein. So um, and, and for me, it's really important, you know, that we keep this mural as, as, as intact as possible. Um, the, this building would, during the Shine mural festivities, they would hold, host parties as well. So we actually inherited this mural. Okay. And um, we also inherited the mural that the Vitality Brothers put up over here as That's well. That's cool. So it wasn't like we moved in, we had this big blank canvas, and we decided to do these things. So this Ricky Watts mural was here. I really like the whole 3D aspect of it, um, and so it's a really for me it's a big hot like Instagram spot. I sure. love it when the you know people come back here and take pictures of it. Uh, at the old location, you know, people were always taking pictures of themselves in the record store or their friends holding up you know records over their faces and things like that. So I wanted this to be here, and then you know of course not only how important Shine is you know to this. Um, to this area, but you know how important Casey was to the area as well. So I, you know, for me, it's really important that we keep this, you know, as best as long as possible. Yeah. So you have you always lived here in the St. Pete area? Is this is that where you're from, man? I, I was born in Tampa. Oh, okay, you're born yeah, in Tampa. I, I was born in Tampa, and um, you know, and then I started working at the State Theater in 1995, and started commuting. And commuted for a good number of years. Oh, bless um, you, man. That's a, that's a <laughs> hell of a commute. Yeah, it really, you know, and and in the end, it, when you're doing it, you convince yourself that it's not so bad. Sure. Uh, you know, I was at that time. I was living in Port Tampa. Jump right on the Gandhi, right on the interstate. Twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, sure, and I'm yeah. here. You know, um, but once I stopped making the commute. <laughs> Then I was like, holy shit, what was I doing yeah. at that time? <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and now I have a life. So, uh, so yeah, no, it's great. But, I'm, yeah, I'm from the area, and, you know, as, as is Megan as well. So, you know, we, we have, uh, you know, strong ties with St. Pete and the area. Yeah. How long have you worked here, Megan? I worked here a little over three years. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, I started... Um, 
here because my friend Heather, who I was like, you know, acquaintances with, she was like working here. She got an internship for school and then kind of just took on the whole social media and like digital marketing side of things. And she's like, we're hiring someone like, do you want to work here? And I was like, sure. And now Heather and I live together, but she doesn't work here anymore. But yeah. So you're carrying the, the yeah. torch. She carries the torch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Megan's modest. She takes care of all of our social media, all of our, our website, daddycool.com all of our plan, all of our activities, everything that we do. So she takes on a, a, a big load, but she's pretty modest about it. Yeah, Megan, you should, you should <laughs> be less modest. That's a lot of stuff to do. It's definitely a lot. Yeah. Every day. It's different being in this location. There's a lot more like intentional time here as opposed to like being right on Central and people coming in like, I want to tell you this story about my record collection. Or uh, like, you know, yeah. just like... A or, you know, which is awesome and cool, and I still want to hear the stories, but, like, come to the store and, like, you know, buy something if you want to, or just look at stuff, but, like, not yeah. just because, like, you saw it and it reminded you. It reminded you of mm-hmm. being in the 70s and having your record like, collection. Oh, yeah. great. Like, 10 minutes later, I'm like, I have to go in the back to finish some stuff. Yeah. How often does that happen where you guys get customers who, you know, want to sell their record collection, but it's just, like, you know, a ton of, like, you know, that 70s era <laughs> stuff that everybody has, you know? Yeah, all the time. No. Yeah, all the time. You know, the meat, and, I call that the meat and potatoes, you know? Right. I mean, the meat and potatoes, you know, they sell all the time. So that's all right as long as they're in good shape. When they're yeah. not in good shape, then, you know, there's not much we can do about it. Yeah, because that's the thing is like people, you know, back in the day didn't treat records like collector's items the way we do now. So people would, you know, throw the, the discs everywhere and like, you know, I remember I, I inherited a bunch of my dad's records, you know, not inherited because he's still alive, but he gave me a bunch of his records. And like, you know, he wrote his name on all of them and like signed things and like drew on them and yeah. stuff. And it's like, well, you know, that's what am I supposed to do with this? You know, Sergeant Peppers where all the Beatles eyes are crossed out. You right. Know? Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. It's, it's, it's hard. You know, definitely a lot of people would write their names on them because what would you do back then? OK, here's my record. I'm loaning it out to my friend. All the records look the same, so but mine's the one that has my name on it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, um, you know, or when I was a kid, we had to take our 45s to the elementary school dance, you know, so all my old 45s still have, you know, my name on them. That's pretty <laughs> rad. Yeah. yeah. I, I used to do the same thing with, like, my Super Nintendo games or my Nintendo <laughs> games and write, you know, my initials on it when I'd give my cousins one of the copies. Because exactly. I, I wanted to make sure I got that Make back. sure it comes back. Yeah. And um, oftentimes it would not still, <laughs> no. even with the name on there. But you know, also on the flip side of that coin, you know, you had a lot of people who took really great care of their records. So those are the ones that we really cherish and we're able to price for a little bit more. Yeah. What's the like, what's the holy grail for you for records? Like, is there a record that you've been searching for in the store or one that you've gotten that you just, you know? Uh, Well, you know, I mean, just this past record store day, we had a holy grail sale with um, Reverb. Oh, wow. Uh, so um, they reached out to us. They picked 10 stores throughout the country, and we were one of the stores that they picked. And they said, you find a Holy Grail record, hide it in your store, and, and a, you know you price it at a dollar, and we're going to help promote this. Oh, well, that's that's cool. Yeah. What so, was the record? Uh, it was a mobile fidelity version of Dark Side of the Moon. Nice. Oh, my God. Yeah. For a dollar? And it was a dollar. Wow. Yeah. Lucky person who found that. Yeah, they hate change. The band they hate change. They, yeah. They're the ones who found it. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. Was did a lot of people come specifically to try to find that record or was it just more of a Oh yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. And then I was like, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You probably had people asking all day. All day. Sure. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That is wild. Man. Yeah. That's a, that's a really cool record to get for a dollar. Yeah. For you. yeah. It was great. It yeah. was great. But yeah, but Record Store Day was awesome. You know, we've been really fortunate every year to have Record Store Day be the best day sales-wise of the year for us. Mm. And we've always increased each year, you know, over in the last year, uh, usually about by 10%. And this year for Record Store Day, we increased by 20%. So that's I mean, great. The support from the community was was fantastic. Uh, you know, like Megan said, we had people lined up outside until four o'clock in the afternoon. That's waiting amazing. To get in. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... I mean, so how do you keep, you know, because obviously it's great. Record Store Day is amazing. I'm glad people support Record Store Day. But how do you keep that going throughout the year? That's the, that's the real question. The, the, the answer to that is uh, events. Ah. And so, you know, Megan's got a great event coming up. Tell us about it, Megan. Don't be shy. Um, it's a Plantasia reissue listening party. So we're teaming up with O'Berry Succulents and planning like a little plant theme party where we're going to play the record and have it uh, for sale on green vinyl. And That's having, cool. Yeah. Um, Amel Lee is going to do some like plant inspired collages and she's actually going to be the artist of June. Yeah, I was like, what month is it? Um, <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to put some art up this Saturday for Art Walk. Um, and some of them are going to be like the plant inspired. It's going to be like a plant theme, but um, she's saving some for the party too on the 22nd. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I think Naw Dogs is coming out, which is a oh yeah, yeah, some like hot a dogs. vegan yeah. hot dog stand that's like pretty new and awesome. So yeah, we have like a lot of fun stuff planned. Little photo booth and bring a plant to listen to the album with. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be fun. Super rad. So are you going to be utilizing like this space back here that we're in for, yeah. for these events? Yeah, mainly this area since it's so cleared out and spacious. Jamie from O'Berry Succulents was like, we need to have a daddy cool prom. I was like, yeah, daddy yeah. cool prom. Let's <laughs> do it. Like a little dance floor back here. I have a disco ball at my house. So there you go. I think that's all we need. That's that's <laughs> it. You got the disco ball. You got the space. That's it. And you got great music, great tunes. Yes. Yes. So I one thing I noticed walking around here in the store is how many more cassettes there were or there are. I don't know if that was like that at the old store, but, you know, I, cassettes are coming back, right? Like that's that's cassettes the new are thing. back in a big way. Yeah. Um, you know, my theory is it's it's all kids who buy the cassettes. Mm -hmm. um, they're, the, they're people who buy you know a car that was made in the late '90s, early 2000s, and they still have cassette decks in them. And you know, you can get a cassette, brand new cassette, for less than ten bucks. Walk home with some change, and um, you know, and you're still supporting the artists, and you're getting the you know you're getting a physical copy of the album. That's and cool. Yeah, cassettes. Uh, it's really, Randy, it's the same number of cassettes that we had at the old store. Okay. It's just the display of them is more right in your it's face. It's right when you walk in. <laughs> they're, they are right there. Yeah. You know. So, uh, but, you know, a lot of great new records are coming out on cassettes. That's so true. Uh, you know, and it's, you know, we're, we're, we adapt, you know. Yeah. And so if this is what the market tells us they want, then we're going to have it. So we have them. You know, it's, it's great for us to be able to price uh, a brand new release for under $10. Yeah. And so, you know, I know what it's like when you're saving up your allowance money, you know, to get a record. 
or, yeah. or you know, or you're you know saving up you know from your paycheck from work to get a record and. So to be able to do it for less than ten dollars is good. Yeah, that's that's really cool. That's one one thing we've actually seen from the man, the artists that we manage is that cassettes are actually our biggest seller now because um, a lot of the artists that we manage are in New York and you know they're playing shows in New York and and these kids go to these shows and like you know they don't have the space for a whole record collection you know so they'll oh, right. they go to the show and they still want to support the bands so they can buy you know under you know like you said under 10 bucks or five bucks or whatever yeah. it is for a cassette and then they are still supporting the band they have something physical you know that they can add and have a cool collection to display but you know it's not taking up the space of a record collection absolutely you know? and so. then also you know the the Portable cassette player is um, is is being made again. So you know, is it? Yeah. So we 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 sell them too. You know. So oh, I need to get one. Yeah. You get a Sony Walkman. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's not the Sony Walkman, okay. <laughs> but it's the uh, it's the you know it's it's the knockoff version. Right. You know? yeah. So it's only twenty bucks, not one hundred and twenty bucks. Um, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> you know it's 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 available. You know, so it, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really cool because I, I honestly I'm the same way. Like I I get a lot of cassettes because you know I'm going to shows all over the country and you know bands want to give me something they're like hey you know take our record but i i don't want to fly with a with an, a vinyl and have it you know right. snap in half in my suitcase or whatever yeah. so i end up coming home with a lot of cassettes and then my wife's like hey why are you getting all these cassettes <laughs> you don't have any place to play them you know yeah. there's nothing yeah but well, there's there's good decks out there pretty cheap still uh used decks yeah. that you can get yeah i'm gonna have to search go go through the thrift shops find me some yeah, please do. I mean, each year there's a, another event called Cassette Store Day, which is kind of like a takeoff on Record Store Day. It happens okay. in October. And uh, each year we've been really lucky to put out our own um, Daddy Cool cassette. That's um, really cool. Yeah, it's been curated by Billy Summer and Alexander from Alexander and the Grapes. He's his Viva La Records. He's put out a few different mixtapes. He puts it together. We sponsor it, give it away for free. It's uh, it's pretty cool. and rad rad music that's awesome yeah i need to get on that you do yeah. <laughs> we do we'll, we'll do it we can do we can work on you doing know, a cigar city radio one for, oh that would um, be really cool for it's in october you know i would love and to do that the other great thing about cassettes too is that the turnaround time on them is really really good so yeah. and we're always like last minute kind of uh <laughs> folks so you know we're, we're sending off the master to the place you know like with only three weeks you know to go oh, yeah it's like Vinyl, please come back in time it. yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, and the, the Plantasia party should be a lot of fun. The, the Plantasia album came out in, like in the seventies. It was this really cult album that was uh, that you play for your plants. Okay. And so, in in the electronic synthesizer world, it has you know really elevated itself to this this status of hey, this is the album that you have to find. But of course, you know it's, it wasn't readily available, and now of course it will be. That's amazing. So, yeah, we're pretty excited about that. We, our events, you know, we, we're, we're, we'll have the Plantasia event, which is June 22nd uh, from 12 to 2, I do believe. And then um, each second Saturday, since we're in the Warehouse Arts District, we're taking part of the uh, Art Walk. So okay. on the second, that's the second Saturday. That's the second Saturday. Okay. So each second Saturday, we would have a new visual artist in the store, and then you know the plan is then you tie that in with with musical guests and things like that, like that outside. So and that that we, each second Saturday we opened on a second Saturday. So each second Saturday, we we'll, we have new artists. So um, you know, like this month we have Emily Tan's art up on our walls. Oh, right on. Yeah, so we treat we, we treat part of our store as a gallery space as well. 
That's great. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, you know, and that, that's one of the things I was saying at the beginning was like this, you know, you, you really are a community store. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why Daddy Cool's stuck around as long as it has, you know, because running a record store is hard. I know like it's, you know, there's a lot of stores that are closing and you guys are thriving. You Thanks. Know? So, well, yeah, it's, and yeah. it goes on to the to the people that support us as well. You know, they realize people realize that they realize the value that they bring, and, and they do come see us. You know, and and if you are a visual artist, you know, reach out to us and submit so that we can have you know an opportunity to put your stuff up on the walls too. Yeah, there you go. Any mm-hmm. artists listening to this, and I'm sure there are many. You know, yeah, so I can take that opportunity. Megan's got a forum up on the website and all so. Check it out. Yeah, Megan, you'll be the the one taking all these submissions then, I guess. Yeah, nothing goes by without Manny's approval. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's not all me. Yeah. So what's uh, what's on the horizon for the story? I know you mentioned the the event in June 22nd, but, um, you know, beyond that, I know you were talking to me a little bit earlier before the cameras started, or before the mic started rolling, (laughs) if you will, about um, some other ideas that you have for the store in this space. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I think, uh, you know, where we want to take this is to where we're having live music being performed and uh, almost in a Tiny Dust concert uh, type of fashion where we're streaming it, mm-hmm. uh, allowing people to maybe purchase to purchase it as well uh, t- digitally. And uh, what we want to do is we want to get into the manufacturing and the production of it as well, not just a, hey, come see this show type of thing. Yeah. Uh, We've been really lucky. You know, we've had people who want to work with us to help make it happen, too. So, um, you know, and then we want to get into we want to get into more of what we're doing right now, you know, podcasts and and um, just being being a, a, a source of information. We've always you know, we've always been a source of information, but now we have to have even more inf- more accessibility to that information for people. So that's yeah. that's kind of where we want to go. That makes sense because and well, I know like in the past, like you've you know the Daddy Cool Records part, you know you've been like actually releasing records and stuff in the in the past, oh, yeah. you know, and you were just talking about the compilation stuff too. So I feel like this is kind of a natural evolution of that. Yeah, the, I, the cassettes are, are a lot of fun uh, because we don't have to throw down a, a, a lot of money mm-hmm. to make it happen. Um, and then, like you said, with the lead time and things like that, you know, as far as having to get a, a piece of vinyl out, it's a little bit more difficult. But I think that for us, you know, maybe trying to do uh, a little bit more with the live music and then actually making it accessible, you know, for people uh, can go a long way. I mean, we've had a lot of great in-stores, you know, Black Angels and oh, Light. Oh, Black Angels. Yeah, let Lights, uh, Save the Day, um, Lucero. I mean, oh, wow. Yeah, we've yeah. had a lot of great in-stores, but, you know... Yeah, after that, it was kind of like, you know, one and done type of situation. So we're, I'm hoping that we can, you know, kind of make it a little bit more of a, of a, of a brand. Yeah, I mean, I love the Daddy Cool name, so you might as well, you know, you might as well brand it. That's <laughs> that's great stuff. Thanks, yeah. Megan. What are your what are your goals for the new space? Um, just to like have a welcoming spot for everyone. We want to make it like. We initially wanted to, you know, do the shows every weekend and have, like, maybe some beer sales. But um, since we're kind of, like, running into, like, you know, a little bit of permitting issues and whatnot. Yeah, regulatory just, stuff. Yes, yeah. Yeah. We're just trying to, like, figure out, you know, other ways to, like, create that space for everyone to um, 
like you know maybe some markets and stuff like that and like just the warehouse arts district is like a huge community already with all the businesses here like less retail but you know like art spaces and breweries so just like teaming up with like our neighbors and making fun stuff happen yeah that's rad yeah so what's one thing about running and working at a record store that people wouldn't realize or that people don't know about What's the secret? <laughs> I don't know how Manny does all the ordering. That's something. <laughs> Tell us, Manny. You got, we got him right here. That's all. How do you do all the ordering? I, I, it's all, uh, it's, it, 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 I roll the dice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See what sticks. Uh, it's, uh, it, it, the one thing I don't think that people would really realize is how much time is involved. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm really lucky to have not only a supporting um, staff, you know, that allows me to do what I need to do, but then my, my family, you know, and my girlfriend, you know, really uh, allow me to be able to do those things as well uh, without, they, they, know, they understand that it's not a 40 hour a week job. Yeah. You know, it's it, I'm I'm here six days a week, ten hours a day. You know, and so I think that you know I think that people you know they do have that high fidelity you know aspect that all I do is sit around, smoke pot, and listen to records all day, and yeah. that's a tiny fraction of my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very small part of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, we we'd like it to be a little bit more than it, than that, but uh, yeah, yeah, sure. It's 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 the time. I don't think that people really realize also how expensive it is. Uh, the margins are really, really minimal when it comes to vinyl. And, yeah. uh, and it's a one-way item, meaning when you buy it, it's yours, uh, as opposed to like a compact disc or um, a DVD, where if you don't sell it you know, within a certain amount of time, you can return it for a credit. You know, not full credit, but you can return it for a credit, whereas mm -hmm. this record you know, um, that we're making very little margin on uh, if we don't sell it, we don't sell it. Yeah, you're you stuck know, with it. We're stuck with it. And yeah. uh, so, you know, there's other avenues, you know, to try to, to move those records once, um, once, once that time has come. But it's still a lot of money that you have to lay out. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way as it being a one-way product like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it is. So that's a commitment. <laughs> yes, it's a lifelong commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we have like, we've been marking down a lot of stuff, have like a little system in place that, you know, something sticks all around more than like, you know, X amount of time, we'll like mark it down, we'll mark it down again, like, you know, so we always have a bunch of stuff on sale and people are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I found this for like 15% off. Yeah. It's like, you know, newer title, not like brand new titles, but just something that, we test it out and like I've never known someone that could just have as much music knowledge and like like broadness that Manny can like pull into the store like every single person's like who picks this music out like is it all of you is it a collective thing and I'm like it's mainly Manny you know doing all of it so it's pretty cool to see yeah well, then how do you decide, Manny? Like, how do you decide what to what to order? Well, it, it's a it's, there's a, a, a few things that I do. Uh, we're lucky enough to be in a coalition of independent music stores throughout the country, and so um, through that coalition, there are certain titles that record labels are interested in promoting. So those records are kind of like automatically in the store. Okay. So that's 
that's that that ticks off a few boxes right there. Um, and then, you know, we also, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years now, so you kind of get an idea of not everything, <laughs> but yeah. certain things that might click with with your with your um, demographic, with your core group of, of uh, buyers. And then also, hey, who's coming on tour? Yeah. You know, um, that has a lot to do with it as well. If, if this band is going to be supporting this record on a tour, then that's going to maybe, you know, help tick off that box. And um, really, uh, a lot of it also has to do with just previewing stuff and seeing what's popping, you know, what kind of buzz does this band have? And lastly, um, there's tastemakers, um, the people that come into, the sh- come into your store that have been coming into your store for a long time. And you know that what they're buying is is is, has some legs Mm -hmm. and so if they come in and they say hey do you know are you gonna get the new xyz album and i'm like oh my ears perk up and i'm like okay let's make sure that we've got that xyz album in stock when it comes in yeah so so uh do you feel like the demographic of your customers has changed since you moved to the new location she mentioned the nostalgic traveler earlier um, so I know you get less of that because you don't have the Central Avenue foot traffic. Do you feel like that's changed the way that you have or are going to have to order records? I think that what's happened so far is that we, um, we're getting our local, what I call our locals, back because mm. they're able to um, actually come and find a place to park. So if you're, you know, if you're, if you were, you know, drive, you know, driving, you know, those people are now they have a place to park. So they're coming. Uh, I think that as far as like, Age-wise, I think that we're still seeing a nice spread. You know, we're still seeing um, we're still seeing people uh, college age and high school age kids. You know, who are still coming. Um, less of the young, less of the younger set. You know, um, because they, you know, it's not like they're going downtown and hanging out downtown for for a while. Um, but then we're also still seeing some of the hard, what I call the hardcore travelers. Um, who are the ones who come into town, look online, what are the good record stores, and they're going to find you um, no matter what. And so I think, I think there has been a shift, but the, the shift has just been um, it's that the glass is half full kind of shift, mm. whereas before the glass was really overflowing. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought about the hardcore travelers, but I guess that makes sense. That's one of the things I do whenever I go to a new town is like, what are the record stores? You know, what are the cool places that I can you yeah. know, check out music? And I love going to the local section and seeing what, you know, mm-hmm. I, I pick up a record or a, a, probably a cassette, you know, of, of some <laughs> local band I've never heard of yeah. just to see what it's like. You know, yeah, That's what we do. You know, when we go out of town, that's uh, one of the first things that I'm looking up even before we go out of town. Is yeah. Like, what record stores are close to where we're staying? And, you know, yesterday we had a, a family here from Tennessee that own a record store in, in Tennessee. And, you know, they bought a bunch of records and we're shipping it to them today. You that's know? great. And it's like, they have a record store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd think, you'd think they, would get, they would be over it, you know. Yeah, but they bought yeah. enough to ship, you know. That's really cool. Yeah. So if you're a, speaking of like local music, if you're a local band or a local, you know, independent record label or something, how would you get your product into Daddy Cool? Um, you could bring it in and we put it on consignment. There you go. Yeah. That so, seems easy. Yeah. You just like need to bring in like you know your album on cd or vinyl or cassette or whatever and we have a little form to fill out and basically when we sell it 
the artist gets back like a hundred percent of the profit. So oh wow, yeah, whatever they put it out for is, you know, whatever someone paid for is what would give back to the local artist too. That's really great. So you don't take anything from it then. It's just no. giving the artist that platform. Yeah. It's definitely a way of supporting the local scene, you know, yeah. in a in a small way. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, it's uh, you know, the, and it's it's best if if you bring us a professional looking package with yeah. a, with a UPC uh, barcode that we're able to you know scan and keep track of your stuff. You know, you you, you know, we're gonna put our best for, forward. So you know, please, you know, you, you guys put your best foot forward too. Yeah, don't just make a CDR and write write the name of the band on it and bring it yeah, in here, right? Exactly. Okay, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a good way to go. So uh, we're pretty much out of time here, but I just wanted to, before we wrap up, just give you the opportunity to, you know, any final thoughts or anything to add for our Cigar City Radio listeners, the Daddy Cool fan base. Don't be shy, Megan. This is your, this is your platform now, Megan. Um, definitely follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay updated. We're posting, like, multiple times a day about all the stuff going on, new releases. We have a lot of giveaways and free fun events planned cool yeah manny anything uh, else well i would uh, ditto that effort and i'd also say you know follow uh, ch- check on our website daddycool.com for concert tickets that we have available online and in the store and i uh, also just want to say thank you to you guys for coming out here and doing this i had no idea that you do this without notes <laughs> oh yeah no no i don't do notes man I, this is this is I us really, we're we're talking right now yeah you know? i mean i've been a, a a fan of the podcast a lot of great bands that you've had on there and really i had no idea oh, it always sounds that. really really good oh thanks yeah thank thank you so much we definitely you know we love doing this and we love being meeting people like yourselves and being a part of the music community here too. So hopefully we'll be doing more podcasts here at the new daddy cool. Maybe we'll get some bands in here and do some uh, live sessions. Let's do it. Yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks a lot. Y'all have a great rest of the Hopefully we'll do...